Oh, you got, I know you're a Jets guy. I know you're a Jets guy, yeah, yeah, cool. Welcome oh my to God, the Dillon Cartel Show. I banter some of the boys at Jets. I train with Roger Gracie, mm -hmm. and uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I'm like, well, that's not a proper black belt. Is it? <laughs> you're, you're a black belt at learning our dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be walking down the street one day and there's just gonna be a black belt just spinning kick me in the face. Yeah. But pretty much these guys are just learning a pattern. If you can do this pattern, yeah. I'll give you a belt. Because right. there isn't much well, I think there is sparring, but the sparring in jujitsu is like I know. We're trying to kill so each other. Different. It's like boom, let's go, let's try let's and kill go. each other, let's see who is gonna die first. And you know what I always uh, you'll notice as well, you know the guys like, yeah, yeah, let's go easy this one. Oh Liars. So see, 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 we've got a. Oh, you want you want Polish light? What's that? Want, we call it Polish light. Okay, yeah. Like, because I have never met a Polish guy who can go light. Like, just a warm up round. And the guy's trying to kill you, and he's trying to heel hook you. Like, so we call it Polish light. That's uh, funny, actually, because we've got a few Polish. Ah, you know, they always, they like, always go hard. Like, I've never met a nation that are so tough. Yeah. And they're like, the, the, like they are, they are fighters for the for the day they're born to the day they die. These guys are just fighters, and they are they are so tough. Doesn't oh. matter if you're a man, woman, kid. Yeah. Come out at one, and they already know how to do a, a straight Achilles lock. It could be the vodka, man. I don't know. <laughs> they love straight. All my Polish eyeball. friends, yeah. Right. I actually, I actually beat a Polish wrestler over the weekend. I had a jets comp over the cool. weekend down the road. I did the absolute, and. Um, I got him with a triangle as well. What weight, what weight are you? So I'm actually technically heavyweight, I'm 92 kilos, but I fight in super heavy because I don't want to drop another kilo yeah. with a gi on. I'm just like, I could drop, but like, I want to wake up, have an almond croissant, yep. eat breakfast and, and not worry about it. it. So I had um, my very first big competition I had done, uh, it was the, what, let me guess right, it was the IBJJF Abu Dhabi Invitational. So oh, I won sick. this, I got to go to Abu Dhabi. So I won it, won the absolute. Smashed everybody. I'm in it. The I'm in it under 91. So I was like, yeah, yeah. So it was to go to Abu Dhabi and represent like that. I, I won that that yeah. segment of it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to. Um, I think I might go in the heavier weight. Yeah, I might go in the heavier weight just because I don't want to travel and then have to fight. I'd never really travelled and fought before like yeah. that distance. I went in and. Uh, it was the worst thing I've ever done. Really? These guys were massive, man. Some of the guys' geese were like just touching. Like, oh, you, yeah. Like, so I remember the very first guy I got, um, he pulled guard and I got him into a nice position. And then he just stalled and he got the advantage. So it was like one of these five minute rounds. Second guy was a big, massive dude. Yeah. And he grabbed me, flung me to the mat. I was only a purple belt at this time, and he yeah. on top of me. And I could not, like, I couldn't do anything, man. Every time I, like, tried to scream, man, it was like a bit of, a bit of breast in my mouth, a bit of titty, man. I'm like, I try to get this guy off me. He was just grinding the life out of me. Yeah. Um, and that was my experience of doing my first big competition. Oh, wow. Beat twice and uh, out it, out of oh, competition. Nice. See, I'm, I'm good with his accent, so do you understand what he's saying? Not quite hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, de it's definitely hard, isn't it? And this is actually me slowing it right the way down so that I, like, because sometimes people in Scotland will be like, why do you sound so um, slow? And I was like, because I've got to slow my accent, I've got to slow my speech pattern down yeah. so that other nations can understand me. And Especially like, Americans, I know, right? They're, they're like, no, sorry, hun. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They just don't understand me, and uh, I, I try my, my absolute best to yeah. slow it down. But it's uh, sometimes but I just. You also have like a style of conversation, right? So when you're in the zone and you're talking about just, a topic. And it's like we sing, we, we, we sing. Um, I'd seen somebody had said, like, the way we roll our R's is very like uh, French, like the way we would say like Roger or like Roger. Uh, like so, it's like it's like an R. It's the same as the French would do. Yeah, it sounds guttural. Yeah, like it sounds like it's very very like 
is, is dirty. Yeah, Whereas yeah. the French sounds as beautiful rolling R where we're like, alright, how's yeah, it going? Somebody's every, getting burst. Every time I go to like Glasgow and stuff, wherever it's like, Darren, you want to know what you're drinking? Everybody's got a Sean Connery accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, how's it going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you, you, you just have to give them, they want the last word, and yeah. you don't give them the last yeah. word. So everybody's got one, and let's hear it. You know what? The only one I've got is like, Darren! You win, bastard! But that's, that's, that's the only one I know because every time I'm there, they always. And I was saying earlier, I was saying, you guys can drink, man. Oh, Solid right. drinkers. I'm not the best drinker. I actually started kind of drinking when I was like 25 years old. I played a lot of football, and I was yep. like, you know what? It's not happening. Yep. So let me have a few drinks, and I started to enjoy it. But like, became a very cool. lightweight compared to all my friends. I've got a lot of friends in the rugby yeah, scene. Yeah, because you were young to the, to the, you were young, young to the party, whereas the old Scottish are starting young to the party. Yeah, we yeah, like, yeah. We were like, right, we could down there. So we would go down like the local forest yeah. and drink. We'd call, who's going down the burn? Who's going down the burn for a couple of bottles of buck? In my feelings, I didn't actually drink buck fast until I was an adult. And I was like, oh my God, that's like, that's like Probably. pure sugar. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's like a can of monster like, yeah. in a hot form, liquid. Nice. Um, so I, I, as, a, as a kid, um, it was like ciders we used to drink. Like, okay, and it's it was, easier to take down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar. But, it's, but it's still like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like cheap ciders, like paint stripper. Um, so everybody, everybody, everybody at a young age uh, in Scotland will be drinking. I guarantee you. Seeing the weather's out, yeah. Like the, that's the, the the police enjoy that. That's like the highlight. Of the, the being a police officer's day. They're like, right, you ready for this? How yeah. much alcohol can we take off minors? Let's go. Yeah. And I was saying, like, the more every time I was in an event, like, the first halves, everyone's really focused. Yep. Second half, everyone's boozing. And I can see eyes, I can see more people talking. I'm like, now nah, I need to cut this show short and yep. go out on the piss with right. everyone else. When you, when you first started doing jets and when you started uh, hitting those triangles, uh, Roger Gracie told me, I was like, I keep going for triangles, and now I see him everywhere. Yep. I see him everywhere. And I'm like, this must be a bad thing that I, sh I just keep going for this because it's like the easy, I should get better at, I don't know, rear naked, arm bars or whatever it is. But he was like, nah, no. you see triangles, you be the man of the triangle, just fucking execute that. Because what I've noticed with like jujitsu and most sports is a lot of people try and jump the gun and try and do the complicated yeah. fancy stuff, whereas like you see a lot of people doing like the Della Riva, reverse Della Riva, yeah. to get into these positions, and it's like, right, it works, but you need to be slick at it. Yeah. Or rolling for like uh, bone, bell and bone kind of stuff, yeah. and getting into these old leg locks. Um, but as you're saying about triangle, like the best one, the, the best guy that describes it is Bruce Lee, um, and I always butcher this, like, because that's what I say to people, we always butcher this this statement, and it's like, don't feel the man that does one kick, don't feel the man that does a thousand kicks once, feel the man that does one kick a thousand times. Yes, yes, it's yes. It's a repetition, and it's like yeah. killers make killers. So my advice for them that it's like, get that one move, then then just need, to, what you need to do is, if you've got an end goal, then if you think about it like a flow, a flow diagram, yep. triangle, is it top mount or is it back take, where am I going for you? I can get triangle anywhere. Yep. And then you go down the next part and then it's like, right, it's back. Sorry, what do I need to do? I need to attack this, I need to isolate the arm, boom, go yeah, this way. Yeah, yeah. Right, he's defending this, boom, boom, Go boom. that way. And then it's yeah, a triangle. Yeah. So the ultimate goal is triangle here, and the ultimate goal is triangle here. But yep. if you follow the flow diagram, it should take you to the triangle. Yeah. So I wouldn't be trying to like saying like, right, I need to finish this rear naked choke. Yeah. Because I've found now like everybody's defence for rear naked choke is impressive. Like, like there's not a lot of people catching. It's where you get caught choke. as a white belt the most probably. Because they're defending so well, they're getting their backs to the mat, they're defending the yeah. choke hand. They've got all these systems to follow. 
So I think sometimes going to the rear naked choke, I'm using that as an example, yeah. you might as well just fall into what you're good at, like yes. try to get in that triangle. So just keep, keep doing, doing that. that. Just good, good, good. Because I was, um, I go to Bali a lot and I've got a lot of MMA fighters out there that fight in Malaysia and everything yep. at one championship. And uh, training at a place called Soma, one of my friends' gyms. And I'm like the jits guy there. And the strikers yep. always bad at me. They beat, and I go, I do the fight and sparring sessions yep. every so often. They beat the living shit out of me. But it's actually you, great. Do you get your own back? So when I struggle, I just go for a takedown. Yeah, <laughs> I, I go I, for I, a that's, takedown. That's how, that's how I developed my, my sport. I'm going to gyms against guys who are much better than me. And it yeah. was like, their striking was like through the roof. And this is what you're probably finding as well. Their striking outweighs your striking, but your grappling outweighs there. And it's like, yes. we've, got this, we've got this common ground where I need to get you into my world. And the best way I play a game called Top Trumps with my daughters. Okay. And it's like, so it'll have like all these different categories. So it'll maybe be like power. Um, if we were doing it for Jiu Jitsu, it'd be yeah. like how much power, skill, striking, all this kind of stuff. And it's just about, right, I can he strike with him, but I'm going to have to take one or two to take him to the ground. And that's pretty much what I do. I'm like, right, I'm fighting Oz Demir at the weekend. There's a good chance that I'm not going to be able to strike him. I'm not saying I can't outstrike him. Yeah. What I'm saying is, right now, I'm not going to be like, right, I'm going to go and outstrike him and I'm going to look, I'm going to ba 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 ba, slip shots and did 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 You're not going to see that. You're not going to see that. You're not going to be like, whoa, because you're a fan of Paul. You're like, whoa, look at this footwork. It sounds amazing. What you're going to see is you're going to see me getting in there, taking a few shots, riding that storm, grabbing that single leg, grabbing that body lock and dragging him in the mat. And I think that's what you need to do in the world of like whatever you're doing. I don't think it's even jiu jitsu. I think it's like if you're good at one thing and you're in the world of working, you know that's not the job you want to do. Yeah. Like, just take a better chance. If you're spending six hours working for somebody else a day and spending one hour doing yeah. something that you love, yeah. then that's, that's massively unbalanced, Because it? it actually forced me to do more takedowns. Whereas I came across one of the guys, one of the kickboxers, tie boxers, I pulled guard. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful, but we were doing MMA sparring. I was catching them left, right, center. But I've seen you, you're quite comfortable when you're doing MMA. Yep in your guard. Is that because you're quite tall and your legs are quite long yep. or you just see things better from, because Every, everybody's going to fling the same combination. So when you're in this top position, the like even for boxing, like if you're here, you if, like people have to reset. So if you're flinging a right hand, you need to reset so you can see the body movement. Yeah. So predominantly what guys will do is they'll, they'll chain these movements and they'll yeah. all come off the same the same rotation. It's exactly the same on here. It's just a different playing field. But just But you're better with your hips there, right? So boom, so if he's flinging this shot, like I know if I slip this shot, he's gonna come with this shot. So I just need to be out the road and then as he's flinging it over the top, he then has to change the trajectory of this punch yeah. so it loses all its power. Whereas if he's here looking for it and my head's there, he has to have a slight change in it, which breaks the chain of like the kinetic chain. And you can catch and that as well, right? Oh yeah, we dance yeah, yeah, can... so but and, and I developed this style because as I said, I'm not the biggest of guys when yeah. I'm training like for instance I'm training with Tom Aspinall who's yeah. a heavyweight, he's Big an absolute savage on the stand up, savage on the jiu jitsu, he's savage in ground and pound. I need to develop a a way that works for me. Yeah. I can't allow him just to take me down, beat me up. I need to develop something, so slip a few shots, try and put in a submission. So training with him, I'm the small guy, training with Phil DeFries, exactly the same heavyweight yeah. champion for KSW. I'm almost a smaller guy anywhere I train. Do you find it harder to fight smaller guys? Yes, because they're a wee bit slippier, aren't they? Yes. They find space that, so normally I would leave a wee bit of space 
and that heavyweight wouldn't be able to get in, or a light heavyweight wouldn't be able to get in. Whereas the wee guys were saying, oh, yeah. they're, like, they're like, how did you get in there? Yeah, and then yeah. you have to work harder. The worst yeah. is the guys, the worst guys, and you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, the guys that just like, <laughs> yeah, constantly yeah. move, and you're like, having a like, frame in the throat so you can just kind of like slip yeah. like, man just slow down yeah. like, we're having a good time here and you're wasting it for me and like, he's just going wild and there's almost like this power of like when I'm fighting heavier guys or bigger guys I actually kind of like being the underdog yep and good. when you're with like a smaller guy they're a bit of the underdog and they come with a different bite yep and it's almost more difficult to maintain that so when you're fighting like in the UFC and say you're fighting like really big names or whatnot do you prefer to be the underdog because what I've noticed with a lot of fighters is they're quite, everyone's very humble. Yep. Because I guess you know you can kill someone <laughs> with yep. your bare hands, which must be fucking an amazing feeling. It is, it is like um, in a room, if you feel, you feel safe. Somebody told me this uh, great, great, great statement the other day, and it was like, you're better being a killer in the normal world than a, what is it? You're better being a killer in a gentle world than a gentle person in a killer's world. So meaning like you better being the killer, you better being the big prey. Yeah. The, the big <clears throat> the big apex predator than being the prey. I and agree. even if you never ever had to use it, like like one of the examples is like um if a fight starts, yeah. I'm not starting a fight, but I'm better being able to control. I'm better able to be in control yeah. than like the guy that's like, oh my God, the, the panic. Shit's going down man and I'm going down with them. So yeah. you're better being you're better being uh, a savage in a gentle world than a than a gentle guy in a savage world. And I bet that must be, you said you've got daughters? Yep. And you said, you're, what's that like, spending time? Because um, I want kids one day, yep. and I feel like with what I do now, is it going to slow down what I'm doing? Or for you, did it slow you down in any way, or did it motivate well, I was, you? So this is my, my uh, you know, my two, is it five, what is it, three dollar story, a five dollar story, you know, yeah. the box where he's like, I had five dollars in my pocket, man, yeah. and, I, and I just did stuff. Um, mine was, I was 18 and I had a daughter, like, so I was very young when I had it, and you know these points in your life where you have to make decisions of, like, going to college, university, yeah. joining the real world and getting a job, I had to join the real world and get a job, Yeah. and that set me in a path where, because what happens is when people get jobs, we rack up debt, so you have to pay for that car, you have to pay for that house, you have to pay council tax, you have to pay all these things that go along, being a parent, food, electricity, petrol, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then getting to live your dream as an 18 year old, you can't do it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, my, if my daughter's watching this, she's like, I wish it's your life, Dad. No, no, that's not what it is. She put me on the, this path of like, because who knows where I'd have been if I'd taken that path. Right. I think pressure's good. Yeah, pressure's good. We, we make diamonds, don't we, for pressure? Yeah. That old statement. But in this point, what she what she did to me, what she gave me was was far outweighed if she wasn't here. Because I had to go to work, I had to experience the new world, I had yeah. to know exactly what I didn't want to do, to know what I wanted to do. So my very first job, I remember it, <coughs> I've had more jobs than anything, because I just, like, jobs are not for me, working Monday, Friday, like, you know you're destined for more. I know what you mean. And yeah. you're like, nah, this isn't right, like, you're working all week. So I had worked at McDonald's as a kid, like, when I was, like, 16 till about 17, 18. Yeah. And then I went through that to, um, I got a job as, I worked in a supermarket. And then I went through working in a supermarket, to working in uh, like delivery and like putting yeah. stuff into cages, and I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Yes. And you're surrounded by people who who are negative. You're surrounded by people who hate their job, hate their life, hate this. They've done it for 50 years, yeah. and they're just so 
surly and they, they take everything out on you and they yep. like, oh, you can't really talk to this guy because he's a wee bit. But it sets you in this in this path where you know how to talk to people because yep. if you don't, if you're not in this real world, you don't know how to talk to people. You know, you go to university and you speak a certain way and you speak to like-minded people. Yep. If you're in college, it's exactly the same. There's no confrontation. There's nobody going to punch your flights in because you've done something wrong in the work. So I went for that, and then went for working as a postman. Went for working as a postman. We some hilarious stories. <laughs> yeah. I was the worst postman. Yeah. Um, I was terrible. I mean, your mail was getting delivered, yeah. but I was running right through your plants. Because yeah. I was like, I was in like. 24 or 20, yeah. I was, must have been about 22. I enjoyed that job because yeah. I was just out running and I used to just run everywhere I went, just listening to music. I was the worst postman ever. Went through a postman, worked in a fish factory, like stuck, put, put yeah, fish yeah. into boxes. Was a bin man, got sacked for that, was actually assaulted on the job. Um, every night I've been sacked every job I've had. <laughs> um, but that just shows you're not like, when I was younger as well, I was like, I deserve more. I need to do more. I'm not made for this system. Yep. I'm not made to do a nine to five. I've got too much energy and in my head, like so many thoughts and I've got purpose in my mind. I've got dreams that I want to accomplish and things that I want to do, which is why it's a bit for people like yourself to kind of hold someone like yourself in that small box, you're bound to explode. Yeah. Which is why exactly. you need to be doing this. I know, look, look, see this, look, you think about it, because people say, how, how are you so good at jiu-jitsu? How are you so good at being a, like a fighter? How do I be that? I'm like, see if I put as much time into being an athlete as I put into anything, be it tiddlywinks, I'd be a world champion at yeah. it. Because if you think about it, if you're doing three hours a day, like we say three hours a day training, that's yeah. roughly what I do, but you're not. Because what you're doing is you're watching fights, you're all the eating, all the kind of things. So you're, although you're not working a normal eight hour day, you yeah. are, you're working eight hours at your job, and if you put that the eight hours into anything that you do, then you're going to be amazing at it. But not, not only the eight hours, what a lot of people don't understand is, everyone, everyone wants to do things, everyone can accomplish certain things, yep. but most people don't have the bravery or courage yep. to take action on like, taking that risk. So one of the things that I found was um, I didn't have the bravery, and it wasn't the bravery of like, I need to be brave and take a stand. What had happened was I was in a situation with my daughter, she's, um, as I said, very, very young, and I'm in a relationship with a girl that there's no love there, and it's not in a bad way, it's not like, oh, I hate this woman, and I hate her. Yeah. Like, it was just, this is what, this yeah. is what I do, this is, this is what, where I grew up, you do, you end up, you have a, relationship with somebody, you then have a child with them, you then have a house, bum, 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 and these are, this is the set path that we're going to go on. And there's no love there. Yeah. And uh, you're making, you're trying to make something work because that's what you should do. Um, and it wasn't until I found, like one of my friends that I'd been friends with for years before this, it wasn't like we'd, we'd just met. She was a girl and we'd really like, you know when you find somebody that you're actually in love with, or yeah. someday, and it's not even, it doesn't have to necessarily mean a sexual attraction, like yeah. just somebody that gets you and you get them, you've got the both same kind of things in common. That's what I found in this person. Yeah. And then from that, she then gives you the, 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 the power to look, do you, and you probably found this yourself, to have yeah. somebody that's not going to be like, no, no, you can't do that. It's like, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing that for? You need someone to like. You need somebody to push you, and that's what this woman was when I was. Yeah, amazing. And we've been, we've been friends for about, I want to say about 15, 17 years, but we've been together for probably about 12 to 13. How old are you, if you don't mind me? 34. 34, and I feel like a lot of like young males, right? Then I did this actually when I was really young. I got into like a relationship too early. Yep. Before I figured myself out and kind of. I should have been very selfish. And sometimes when you're like a good person, 
which your demeanor, by the way, says that a lot about you. Thanks. You, you, you end up caring about other people around you. You want to yep. provide, you want to look after them, yep. even though they don't maybe potentially feel like that about you. And then you realize after a while that you wasn't selfish enough and you haven't done what you've wanted to do. Yeah, because sometimes you need to be about you, doesn't it? Yeah, like, of course. You need to be the hero in your story. Yeah. And, and as you're saying, it's like, I feel it was the same as me. Like you're trying to, you're trying to like, kind of make this connection with somebody and it's like this puzzle doesn't really fit in here. And for me, it was like I didn't explore enough of the puzzle pieces to find out who did yeah. jail with that. Uh, and I find now quite a lot of guys, girls are like just, they don't even care about this puzzle piece. They're no. like just like, let's just try and do everything. And then they become very unhappy. I like guess. now you, you have your own identity. Yep. You're a UFC fighter. Yep. You're going to fight in front of thousands of people. Yes. You've got that purpose. And then when you go home to whoever you're going home to, your kids, girlfriend, partner, you're like, I'm a man, I did, I did, I, I did me, I'm doing me and I've also got this, which is what I think a lot of people don't find. And did it take you a very long time, say, to be self, because you have to be selfish when you're training, yeah, right? Yeah, you do, and I, I, I even feel it now, and that's what, so, all this, see, everything I do now is just to reward my kids. Like, so no matter what I do, because I, I, I don't punish them, yeah. but I punish them with time. So anytime I get to, to be with my kids, I am there, I'm in. Like, yeah. And I find I find a lot of people, and that's why I don't do a lot of social media. Like you'll not see me be like posting. If you see my social media, it'll be the same picture of me. Or a repost. And it, I've I, it'll be like da, 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 yeah, just yeah. me doing the exact same thing. And it's not that I, I, I don't have time for it. I, I could have time for it, but then that means I'm taking time away from my kids. I'm yeah. taking time away from my partner. So when I'm with them, I'm with them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. we do a thing called on a Friday night. We do a thing called Family Fun Night. We do it every Friday. We we'll either pick like a board game, and I know it sounds like I like board games because. Yeah. Although I like playing games with them, but we're actually there together. We have to sit around a table. Yeah. We'll put out snacks, and then we'll and uh, I'll try and beat them. I will. I will not let them win. I will try and crush them with the best of my my abilities, no matter what it is I'm playing. If we're playing, as I said, Tiddlywinks and Monopoly, yeah. I'm taking that thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going. Yeah, I'm 100%. like, yeah, because you're a competitor. I am a competitor. And I think if you're like that with your kids, and I think people, I, yep. I could, be, I haven't got kids, but I, I come from a. A Turkish Kurdish background. I yep. know you're fighting a Turkish guy. Um, is he? Is he oh, yeah, he's so Turkish he's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the background is, families tend to be. I don't want to say the word soft because it can be misunderstood. But now everyone is either too fucking polite yep. or too like they don't. I feel like the kids are becoming the parents, whereas the I, way I you know, are soft. Soft's a great way to yeah. say it. Like, like I think I think a wee bit of tough loves, tough loves. It's still love, is, right? What is kind of needed sometimes. Um, but I, I think see if you just let them win and let them do their own thing and they don't feel they don't feel lost. Yeah. Boss is a great thing we learn for it. Like someday, like when I look at boxing and I think you're a pro boxer and like Anthony Joshua he's two losses, like, oh my god, that's like his career's over. It's nah. not. It's not, it's two losses, it's nothing. This yeah. is made him because you look at when he came back after that first loss, yeah. he came back an absolute champ. And I think that's what you need. I think you need these losses to make them. So although I'm beating my kids at Monopoly, like they're still yeah. learning to lose and uh, but it's driving them because they want to win. There's a big lesson there. Yes, they want a to very win they want lesson. to beat me. And uh, I remember just a couple of weeks ago it was like the last couple of days of school and the school are doing like sports day. Yeah. And uh, my daughter comes in, like my young, she's seven, and she's like, uh, shows me her two stickers. She's like, these two stickers, and they were like for uh, coming first. And I was like, did you win? She's like, yeah. Absolutely proudest punch to tell me she won. She won the short race and the long race. Sick. And she's like, and then she's like confident. She's like, she's, she's like, hey, the boys knew I was going to win. 
Yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's very friendly with all the boys. She doesn't like the girly girly stuff because I'm quite a, I'm, I'm very hands hands on with my daughters, and I'm like everything I do with them. Like as I said, they they I, I teach them wrestling. They go to wrestling Sick. classes. They go to jujitsu classes. But with them, so they're very. They, they like the rough yeah. and tumble, so that's why she's friends with boys. She can't do with the. She can't deal with the 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 hierarchy of women. You know, women. It's like you're the you're the, the bitchiness. Baby, I, she's, like, she's like boys are boys. Boys, boys are boys are boys, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we have a problem. I, we fight out. It's like uh, right. Like I don't like you. We're going to we're going to fight. Yeah. Uh, right. You've learned. Although I'm not gonna. <laughs> Try here. I'm a lover, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, like, see, in school, I had not had many fights. Really? Like, okay. uh, I was, I was great at running away. Uh, really? Much easier to run. I was, I was like six foot by the time I was like, and four feet. It was easier to run. Like, yeah. I can look at me. You know. Um, it was much easier that way. But I had to take a few second prizes in school just because I was never ever. I was mouthy, and uh, but I never did to back it up with. I didn't okay. have. I was, I was scared of getting punched. And I think everybody is. I think one of the things about us as in society, we the worst thing that can happen in school is a punch. You've done something wrong to somebody and they nail you, then you think, oh my god, the the fear of that punch is worse than the punch. And it took me a long time to realise, like, see once you've been punched, it's not actually It's not that bad. It's not that bad. When you when you get it, you're like, ah, right, right. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's it. But that's you've been like and I was saying, the way I was raised, there's confrontation all the time. If there was a problem, I would know about it because my dad did not hold back. Yep. He didn't hold back with me or other people, which is why when I am like talking to other people and there's an issue, I just say it how it is. Address it. Address and if you it. don't, if you don't like me or something negative comes out of it, then uh, whatever. It is what it is, right? Yep. Instead of beating around the bush and talking a lot of shit that I, I guess like. most people do. All right, yeah, but um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. He's I, the I, boss, man. He's the I, boss. I, man. I told you this. Like, see this? You're like, we, we, I just, like, I get, we get into this flow, and then it's like, uh, it's good conversation. Yeah, like, and that's that's what we not we normally find. We like people who are passionate about what they do. And, yeah, and, like I want to tell everybody about what I do, so we end up with this really good conversation. And then the media guys are like, yeah, we need to wrap this. Oh, five um, but I know what you're saying. Like, I grew up, my I grew up where it was, it was more my mother. My mother was like the hierarchy of the family. Nice. Like, my dad was a working class guy. He worked every day of his life, and the mum was like, hand that door over to me. And uh, she was like, she she ruled an iron fist. And she used to do this thing. It was it was hilarious. And I, and I, I know it's hilarious now. And she would give us any trouble. And you'd maybe take a wee backhand because I grew up in the yeah, 90s. Yeah. So you'd get but Yeah. Um, um, but wait till your dad comes in. And then it wasn't until I realised I was about twelve and I realised he's not going to do anything. He's the softest guy about. <laughs> he might be. He's like my dad's about six two, but yeah, yeah. I'm like he's so soft. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I had an older brother, and the same again used to beat up yeah. me. So me and, me and him used to team up and we'd bully my sister because yeah. it was either he's bullying me, the two of them are bullying me, yeah. or me and you can team up and bully her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, Politics. So that's, I, that's that's what it was like. Um, so pretty much the same as it was. It was a tough living. Yeah. Um, People were fighting, we were fighting over end, we were fighting over like space, we were fighting over who's sitting on the couch, we were fighting over TV, yeah. fighting over board games, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's part of growing it's, up, isn't it? It sounds like, like very like humble upbringing, right? Yep. Do you think, and I know a lot of fighters are very humble and stuff, do you think sometimes being potentially too humble can affect how much you get paid and what you can accomplish in a fighting sport? Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a prime example of that. Um, if you think about the amount of fights I've had, I think I'm maybe like, I think I've maybe had eight, eight or nine fights. I'm not yep. entirely sure in yep. the UFC. Um, I've had like eight bonuses. Um, 
performances and night bonuses. Um, none of my fights go to the decision, apart from one we get against Shogun Hua in Brazil. Yeah. But and it's like I hear people complaining about pay, and it's like get paid what you're worth. Get paid what you're worth. If you think you're worth more, then go and do more. Go, go and do, do more. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm happy just being this humble guy who's like, I, like see him that he says I'm happy being this humble guy. And that he says I'm humble, but I'm just happy with the way I, we yeah. am. I don't need one of the one of the questions they asked me next door. They were like, um, if you want a vast amount of money in the lottery, like we're talking astronomical, what would you do with it? And I'm like, I probably wouldn't want it. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, like this guy's nah. cheesy, he's using all, but money corrupts people. I don't it know can. MD that's got money. Look at Conor McGregor. Like the guy's yeah. got everything you want. He's got like one of the yachts that are like like absolutely like yeah. I'd love to have a shot at it. Drives all these fancy cars. Now what's next? I know. <laughs> but it's corrupting him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's not the same lovable guy that everybody loved when he first came to sport. Yeah. Money corrupts people, money corrupts kids. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff that goes along with that. Like the, like like his kids will grow up and they'll have all this money and they'll be corrupt by it. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for me because I know I'd love to. I'd love to have the intentions. Of, like oh, I'd be a really good guy. Yeah. And I would do this way and I'd do that way. But I know for a fact I wouldn't. I yeah. know it would corrupt me, and I know I'd start having lavish things. And I'd start buying more lavish things. I, th well, I think you'd do it because I think one of my friends said this to me. He goes, "When people make a lot of money, depending on the person, it." it enhances who they are and what they mm -hmm. are. So either they become extra generous or really good, yep. or it enhances them ending up being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would be the good guy so if I'm being what honest. I, so what I would say is, I would like, if I won that money, I'd probably give it away because you're only going to, what's going to happen is, you're going to end up in the same situation. You're going to end up, and, that, and it comes down for me, corruption money, as I say, the corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be corrupt. I don't want to corrupt my kids. I want them to grow up with good morals. Like, I'm not saying people who have money don't grow up with good morals, but when you look at politicians and yeah, you look yeah. at that world of going to like like um, Oxford, Cambridge, and they're in these places of wealth, and it's all about how much money yeah. I can make and how, yeah, much yeah. Money I, how much money I can take from other people. I don't like that. Yeah. I just don't like, so I'm happy to just, and that's why even we're saying about like, are you not, do you believe that because I'm, the way I am, like I'm happy not getting paid. As long as you're happy. Like, as long as you're happy. Like, as long, see as long as I've got enough money to treat my kids to a nice wee yeah. holiday, do family fun night. Uh, as I said, I don't have a big fancy house. You wouldn't yeah. come in my house and be like, Phew, you've got, you've done all right. <laughs> you come in my house and be like, you're doing aren't you? You're, yeah. you're, 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 but I don't have a fancy car, I drive a smart car. I drive a two-seater smart car. And the, uh, the, the, the luxury I've got in this You in a smart car? car? I'm in a smart car. <laughs> two-seater one, not even the one with the four really? seats. Two seats. And um, the the luxury that I springed out for the the electric chairs, you know, the heated ones, yeah, yeah, heat yeah. up in the winter, and it was just came standard. It wasn't like I was like, yeah. I need the electric chairs, but this is like the coolest thing I've got because, as I said, I had like different cars as I was growing up, like Ford Fiestas and that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like, but this is my, my I and love that's it. All you I love it. It's plastic doors, like everything. It's plastic. Like the doors, they can actually push them in. They're not metal. Bumpers exactly the same. Um, I don't need a lot of nice things, but my. My vice is trainers. Trainers, trainers, right. man. I, I, I've got, I've got an issue with trainers. Don't worry, we've got two minutes. Don't worry, don't one minute. Right, don't worry. I trainers. need to have this. I've got so many Jordans as well. But wait, you know wait, what? Your guys, your guys, Dirty Air Force. I, you I like just always go back. White Air Force. White, but it was so. I've got like three fresh pairs at home. I just yep. keep them there because now you can't even find them. No. But I love my Jordans or uh, my Oreos. I love my Oreos, and lately I've been buying a yeah. lot of Dunks. But um, the, the makes sense. What's, what's your what's your what's your trainer? Fourth. What's your most expensive trainer? You don't have to tell me the price yet. No, no, I'll tell you. I don't care, man. You know the Spider-Man ones. Spider-Man ones, the like, Jordans, the, like the the, the, the ones Miles Morales. The movie. I, I was in New York. I paid just over a thousand dollars for them. Wow. Yeah, it's the one with the like blue. And I was like, 
I still haven't really touched them. I've worn them a few times, but I haven't really, I haven't, actually I wore them at your last fight. I was, I was in London, I actually wore them there and I was like, I shouldn't have wore them here. Yeah, I was like, 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 like well, yeah, exactly. That so, and off-whites. I've got some black, black, some black, black on black off-whites. See, uh, uh, trainers are like, so when I was growing up, like if you had the trainers, the coolest trainers in school, then you were the guy. Yes. Like, yeah. that, like that's, so that's why I've got this love for trainers. Um, and after the last fight, uh, Tom, I put, a good bit of money on Tom Aspinall to win. Oh, nice. So I took that money and I bought a pair of uh, Travis Scott's. So you got a Travis Scott? Yeah, I, So I was like, I was like, um, <laughs> they were they were bought for me by Tom and I, like, because I, I don't like spending stupid amounts of money on yeah. stupid stuff. But because of that, because that money wasn't mine, that yeah. money was Tom's, Tom gave me that money. Okay, I get um, you. I went, no, I'm, I'm, I'm treating myself. Yeah, good man. Um, so, they're, they're like my pride and joy, and I'm like, I don't know where to wear these. Like, where, where can I wear these? Because I don't really want to wear them just like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to Sainsbury's. Yeah, yeah, I know. Do I know one day it gets it. They're like, they're not looking at you. Um, yeah. So, but it's funny. It's the first I thing like I them. noticed about you. I saw the Jordans. I was like, relax. So my beaters, so my beaters, the ones I wear like daily are like uh, Jordan Parises, like the yeah, yeah, like yeah. light blue, blue, white. They're like really, really pale. They're, they're, they're beautiful. Like I love, I love everything about trainers. Like these ones, like like there's only these wee tiny bits of purple bit on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're like they're, subtle. Yep, yeah, like Jordan Sevens, man. They're, they're, they're so yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's my. That's my bag where I'm like, right, if I'm if I'm making some money, there. I'm going to get some, get get some, some nice trainers. trainers man. But I like dunks, dunks are like the... the Summer vibe lows. Yep, yep. Nice. We're going to have to end this I know, interview. we're going to have to, like, the, we're going to have to end it. Come on, come on. It's a, nice to meet you, brother. Thank you so much. much. I really no, appreciate, I really appreciate your time.